Hi friends and welcome to day 10 of the 31 days of podcasts. My name is Polina and this is your host of the Supermom Society podcast, formerly known as the Ask Polina podcast. So I am so excited to be here, of course, as always, but I have been up since 1.30 this morning. It's now 6 a.m. <laughs> and um, it's so wild. I love sleeping. And this hasn't happened to me and I don't even remember when the last time. But I could not sleep today. So I looked up what's happening in the the planets, the planetary alignments. And it says that today is going to be a very challenging day. <laughs> so... Here I am. Now, I noticed since I started doing the podcasts every single day, I've been using my essential oils a lot more. But for some reason, I embraced the fact that I did not want to sleep. And instead of putting oils on to go back to sleep, I got up and started working. (laughs) So um, I used to, this is really a fun topic for me because I worked for so long (laughs) ever since I was really young and I really enjoyed working at night. For some reason, I would work really effectively at night. And when I used to own my yoga and Pilates studios, I would um, get home. I was having children at the time and I would get home Uh, around 9 or 10 o'clock at night after teaching a bunch of classes and then I would put the kids to bed and then I would get some coffee and I'd stay up till like 2 or 3 in the morning working. This is before my oils of course but also before I realized how incredibly important sleep is and it was also when I, this was years ago in my 20s. So instead of staying up and partying, because I was really never into that, I never, I love to dance, but never ever was into drinking alcohol or doing any other sort of partying type activities. But staying up all night to work, <laughs> that was my thing. And I find that as a mom, that was just, an effective, a very effective way for me to get the things that I need to get done. I didn't do it all the time, probably did it about once or twice a week. And I noticed it was helpful for me to kind of get through all the things I need to get done that I wasn't getting done throughout the week. Now, am I encouraging to do that you to do this? No, absolutely not. But one of the things that I learned you know, in um, being a mom and a businesswoman and really wanting to be present with my kids is that after you start having kids and you're still an entrepreneur or if you love working in whatever field you're working in, you never really get that long stretch of work hours. So not maybe until the kids are a lot older, but even still, there's always interrupted work. Uh, There's always interrupted life. Like life always gets interrupted. (laughs) And I remember when I first, when I had my first child, 
I remember thinking like, oh shoot, there's never going to be like a solid eight hours of sleep. There's never going to be like an entire yoga class that I get to take without interruption. There's never going to be, and it doesn't even have to look like a physical interruption. You know, it could be the thoughts about the children, what are they doing, what you need to do for them. It could be a lot of mental, emotional interruption. Um, And that was so, that was such a new concept for me. Remember when I was pregnant with Avi, my first child, I would sit on the couch and I loved cutting out, you know, um, like magazine because I was really into fashion. I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I would clip fashion inspiration and I would make these large binders with all kinds of fashion inspirational things for magazines. That was my favorite thing to do. And I would just sit and cut for hours and hours and hours. And I just remember realizing once I had my first baby, it was like that long stretch of uninterruption and just not having to, right? When you have a baby, of course you get to, you choose to, it's a wonderful blessing, but like you can't just ignore a baby crying. You have to feed the baby, you have to take care of the child. (laughs) So that was a really interesting transition. The reason why I'm bringing all this up, because this week is Mother's Day. Um, This weekend is Mother's Day. And it is, you know, a reflection. This week also happens to be talking about wellness. This week we're focused on wellness. And it's just been such a reflection on how much my life has transitioned and changed from when I first started having kids to now. It's been almost 16 years. My oldest is going to be 16 this year. And the dynamics of what priorities have become really important. And I even look back and think about those times when I was up late at night drinking coffee, working, and I just didn't even realize, like, it's hard for me to even believe how I made it through that time. Having the kids, working the amount of hours that I did, like, still having that passion and drive. By now, I'm going to be 40 this year. I'm just like, huh. Rather lay on the beach, (laughs) make a podcast, you know, travel, hike. So the priorities change as you, you know, move through your life and get older. Your priorities make a huge transition and change. And this is important because for where you are now in your life, health and wellness could be really top priority. We don't typically look at health and wellness as top priority when we're younger. It's interesting because I have expressed this to the kids and, and communicated many, many times on what they're eating, how it's affecting their body, how are they feeling after they eat certain foods, the impact those foods have. What happens when you eat certain foods? Uh, you know, How do you sleep at night? What does your skin look like? My, I have two teenagers now that are both like, oh my gosh, mom, I have a pimple. I'm like, well, what did you eat the day before? What did you eat? Did you have dairy? Did you have any dairy or sugar? <laughs> What's happening with your hormones? How are you feeling? Like, So did you sleep enough? Those are all really good questions. And this just ties right into the wellness. 
By the way, for those of you who listened to the last podcast, I had originally thought my first recording for that podcast deleted, but it didn't. It saved. My internet went out when I was recording that podcast. So I was trying to publish it, and, and then I was unable to publish it and thought it deleted. But So there's two episodes. There's two segments in one episode, the last episode. So they both say, but I talk a lot about in that episode, like lifestyle, becoming awareness, asking questions. Are you asking the questions? Are you asking your children the questions? Are you asking yourself the questions? How are you feeling? What is your life like now? What's working for you? What's not working for you? And this is such a huge aspect of the dynamics of how your quality of life is going to improve as you get older. I think that we are just so used to hearing that our quality of life decreases as we get older. And my perspective in this entire experience is that my quality of life is actually improving and increasing as I get older because you become so much more aware, become so much more aware and also your, um, uh, the, your threshold for what you're willing to deal with health-wise becomes significantly lower, right? Your body as it becomes older can't actually, you start to be affected by health issues a lot quicker, right? Like, so let's say you eat something that's not good for you. Your body's going to respond really quickly to that. So you'll feel the symptoms and the side effects of that a lot quicker than when you're younger, when you're younger, your body may not respond as quickly, so you can handle and tolerate a lot worse foods when you're younger. Then when you get older, you can't tolerate that much. But the threshold in decreases, right, for our health, but also the threshold decreases for our relationships as well. What you're willing and not willing to accept in a relationship, what's a requirement or what's an expectation, what's something that you're not willing to take on. So I feel like we have a significant improvement in the quality of life. We have a significant improvement also in our longevity if we become much more aware of what's happening as we become older. So if you struggle with sleep, I know that I've mentioned sleep so many times, especially the recent um, the webinar, the Daily Habits webinar that I did along with the Healthy Lungs webinar. So and I may have even mentioned it on a podcast already here, but I just want to go over the sleep protocol again. A lot of times I get questions about uh, incontinence or having to wake up throughout the night to use the restroom. And that's a really great oil for that is cypress oil. Cypress oil also happens to be phenomenal for congestion and runny noses with children. So you can use that oil on the bottoms of the feet and topically below your belly buttons. And giving the protocol away today for cypress oil for incontinence. And also, if you don't have incontinence, let's say you just go to the bathroom frequently in the evening or at night, in the middle of the night, and it interrupts your sleep, then it's difficult for you to get back to sleep. That makes sense, and it can be very frustrating and annoying. And so you can do the um, cypress oil below the belly button, over the uterus area, over the bladder for men um, and women um, for that issue. So 
I always recommend not drinking. I actually like to drink water at night because I don't typically drink a lot of water throughout the day. And I I was actually talking to my mom and dad about this while I was in California. And my mom was like, yeah, your dad says the same thing. It's just so annoying to go to the bathroom. It's like so much interruptions. (laughs) But um, that's not an excuse not to drink water. It's just saying... You could drink water towards the evening, but if you have an issue with getting up in the middle of the night and going to the restroom, then try not to drink anything after 7 o'clock. That would be best. And then use the cypress oil below the belly button and the bottoms of the feet. So that would be really, really helpful. If you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, there's a really phenomenal blend that I love. Actually, I figured this blend out because my son, my middle son, he cannot use lavender. Lavender gives him tons of energy. So instead we use pedigree, but you could do the pedigree marjoram. You can also do cedar wood, copaiba, or vetiver in that roller bottle. Just add all those oils together and then roll. And for detail, description of how to for the essential oils, Remember that you can subscribe to my podcast at any time and I have them listed in the subscriber only content. Um, Okay, so we have now our sleep blend and you can use it topically. If you want to get to sleep and stay asleep, there's one specific oil that does that 99.9% of the time. It's probably the nastiest tasting oil you'll ever taste but it works so well it's a sedative and it's so relaxing and it's an incredible oil for sleep now i'm not going to tell you what it is i'm gonna let you guess and then i will tell you in the next episode all right you guys that's all i have for you today i hope you are enjoying this beautiful day and i will be back for more and also A reminder, use your oils and just take it one day at a time. You're doing phenomenal and stay amazing as always.